forgot to tell everybody to go muted, Cape. The only person here other than me is you, Justin. Chris was just there. He wasn't muted either. What do you mean? No, my goodness. <laughs> Welcome What's to up? Stream. Dude, we have a full house tonight. <laughs> so the most important raffler here. Motherfucking Bitplum was here like a minute and 30 seconds ago. Okay. And uh, he literally a minute before we go live is like, yeah, I'm going to leave for 30 minutes to go get dinner. I'll be back. I'm salty takes right now. 30 dude. minutes to eat dinner, man. Dude, who doesn't like plan ahead? Food, right? Oh, my goodness. No, I ate no. dinner and played wiffle ball before the show tonight. I mean, come on. <sighs> it's not that hard. Oh. The rest of the boys are, I don't know where they're at. I think uh, what Swarm's, Swarm's uh, vacationing and... Uh, Danny's making building printers, I think, today. And uh, Middleton, I don't have a clue. I, we might have forgotten to send the uh, the, link the link to Middleton. <laughs> well, it's it's it, I put it out there for him, so he'll have the okay. link. So if he if he shows okay. up, he shows up. So we'll so, figure it out. Right before we uh, hit the intro, you were saying that uh, you had. Uh, something for what's new in Guncat. Is I that do. accurate? Because I don't yeah, we'll, have anything. Let's, we'll pull it up here. Let's see if I got it here. Let me push this button, see if it works. Oh, boom, it worked. So, Jack, in uh, one of the Are We Cool Yet channels, posted some pictures of this this week. And I thought it was pretty cool. I, th I had this other images somewhere. I don't know where I put them. I probably saved them. But uh, let me see if I can uh, zoom in maybe on this thing figure it out but uh it's 3d printed stand here let's zoom in down here oh uh, so the like not. joint at the bottom there is yeah. 3D printed and just takes some of these like two by here. fours uh three by twos i believe let me see if i can oh i can't move it there i gotta move it here right oh man i'm illiterate <laughs> but yeah look at this look at this thing these things and apparently you're gonna be able to print on an ender three 
ABS because you don't want PLA because it'll melt when it gets hot out there. But yeah, uh, the centerpiece is a solid piece, so you can um, you can make it any width, I guess. And then these their individual legs here, and then the post you can make out whatever height you want. Pretty cool though, a little target stand, something that is neat gun cad related. So here's the main reason why this rules. Okay, so at the first Midwest meetup. Um, I want to say it was scum brought a like target stand. And if you didn't know this, people who are in gun CAD kind of suck at shooting guns. And so they <laughs> destroyed his fucking gong and his uh, stand. Right. Yeah. This ameliorates the problem by making, <laughs> was he you? Pin? Oh my God. <laughs> Checks out. Gun so, catter can't shoot. Got it. The uh, the reason why this rules, if it's just a piece of wood and a piece of plastic, who gives a fuck? It's free, dude. Just yeah. spend another dollar on wood and well, two dollars and fifty cents on right. Dude, just steal the wood. Steal Go the wood, yeah. Visit. Don't leave the copper. Steal the wood. <laughs> hey there, maker. Oh, Middleton's in chat, but he's not here. Come on, Middleton. All right. Did, did uh. Did we forget to send you the link, Middleton? So while we wait to hear back from Middleton, I'm going to introduce our guest for the evening. So Let's if you, uh, oh, I think Middleton doesn't have the link. Can you send that to him, Justin? I put it in. I put it in our chat already. Uh, on the element. It's in the element chat. Okay. Um, so if if you guys have followed along at all, one of the big companies that's been sort of making a name for itself in supporting the 3d printed community is a company by the name of kak industry and very recently like if you go to their site they actually have a new heading that links to all of the different 3d printing projects they support buying parts for and this evening we have a gentleman who is very involved with KAK and has is working, I believe, in sales for them. And additionally, has some background at the. How would you describe it? What? How would you describe Punk Rock Gun Club? Like a fashion uh, brand? Yeah, I would say it's a it's a brand, a, a merchandise brand. I would say. So definitely him. Well, I mean, we're <laughs> adding Middleton. I'm sorry, hey. I didn't. <laughs> Be mad, baby. Um, <laughs> I was just like, they never want me in their goddamn it was, show. It, the link was in there before the show started. I looked <laughs> two minutes beforehand, and it wasn't. So I was like, fine, well, I'll go make myself a whiskey. Well, that's because at one minute beforehand is when I posted it. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, welcome to the show, Chris. What's up, dude? Come on, dudes. How are you guys? What a handsome mofo. Hey, man. How are you? Good to see you again. Hell yeah. Good to see you too, man. Yeah, man. Always. Before we like get into anything about uh, what you've been doing, who KAK is, anything like that, I just wanted to call something out, which was when we were at, I forget which hotel it was, we were standing in front of a hotel in Las Vegas, and you said something that stuck with me very hard, which was- I am that, scared to know what that is. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> you said that- the gun community at large is kind of like jock-ish, 
in nature. Mm-hmm. And the counterpart to that is this, you know, gun CAD 3D printed gun world where yeah. just totally abandon the jock stuff for total nerddom. We for sure. and I find that very accurate and very funny. I mean, it's it, you know, like going back to like punk rock gun club and stuff, it's just that, that whole idea was started just because Joel and I feel like there's a lot of crossover between guys who are like nerdy about guns or who are like firearms enthusiasts, you know, uh, and the punk rock, like old school ideologies of, you know, don't tell me how to live my life. I, if I can help somebody out, I will. Um, and just kind of like pretty much like complete freedom, you know, in any sense, I think there's like a lot of overlap and people don't really realize that like maybe some dude that just likes guns and wants to be left alone. He's actually probably more punk than he knows. He probably, he might not even know what punk is, you know, um, Especially with like the younger crowd, like the when you have like all of our dads, yeah, they're all like the NRA toting, blah 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 blah. But like Absolutely. when you get just below that, like just below that age, a lot of us, probably from like Justin's era and down, because he's an old fuck. <laughs> like all I'm of us, still the oldest down. one here. Fuck. I think so. <laughs> like, I'm 39, so yeah, you got me beat. The I think that's where like a lot of us are just we realize that not everyone yeah i'm using my laptop i'm sorry um <laughs> all of us aren't that like nra blah 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 anyone who's republican is good for us like we kind of realize that no liberty and like freedom doesn't have to come from a political party like absolutely absolutely yeah i think i think that's kind of like what to go back to what you were saying is about how the 3d printing community is almost like the outcast the pariah kind of like the weird kid at school you know what i mean but like growing up growing up being in like punk rock and skateboarding that was me you know what i mean so oh, yeah i think there's a lot of people that can kind of identify with that so so you mentioned skateboarding so i have to ask top three brands what decks what, what decks would you have that's tough man toy machine was up there for me i love toy machine okay so you're a musket guy. guy zero zero was cool jamie thomas Hell was my yeah. dude yeah um Workshop. And I, I really liked girl skateboards back in the day. Okay, um, girls good. But I mean, you dude, were I more like old school, <laughs> old school ES stuff, like CCS catalogs. Like, bro, I mean, we could talk. I could nerd out on skateboarding all three. <laughs> I still, if you go look at what I follow, I follow so many skateboarders and skateboarding stuff. My half my feed on like social media, it's like I posted a, a clip of some dude kick flipping a fourteen stair today, just because yeah. I'm at thirty nine. <laughs> I'm still just like, oh my god, that's crazy. Yes. Yeah, dude, all all the stuff coming out now, like especially with the vert ramp stuff, because vert just happened. I, I don't remember what competition it is right now, but the vert and street are happening right now. I was dude, like, holy shit! I, I love thirteen year olds are killing it. Houston is a monster, you know. Like yeah, I, oh, some man. of the newer skateboarders I keep up with, these guys are, I mean, some of the best, if not the best I've ever seen. It's crazy, yeah. man. I, I was told my wife that like I remember, I I went back to the skate parks. So, within the last couple of years and i was just like man it's gonna be rough blah, blah blah and i didn't realize how far the kids are these days compared to back in the day because i remember back in the day like if a 13 year old could kick flip a three stair you're like this kid's gonna be pro like just give oh, him time absolutely. he'll be pro <laughs> and now no joke i saw a kid kick all the flip kids smith of eight set and i'm like <laughs> what Dude, I was like, I couldn't do that even when I was like real good. So, <laughs> from my hometown, there was a guy that we used to skateboard with, and he was actually really, really good back then. And he was sponsored, and 
wasn't he wasn't anything like super like looking back he was he was really good then but as far as skaters today go he was not even close like he could like front side flip and he could like he could do like kick flip grinds some stuff but that was like the extent of it nowadays people are doing like nolly front you know nolly kick flip smith and then kick flip out and you're like I don't even know how that works. How does that physically possible? You know, just today in the competition, someone did uh, it'd be a 360 and a half, but they did a 360 flip nose blunt 360 shove it out. I'm like, they're playing video games, but for real, <laughs> yeah, it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater in real life, life. Yeah, in Hawk creative life. mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Final character unlocked. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if these guys like sit sit like in between doing ridiculous tricks and like hurting themselves. I wonder if they're like. I'm going to try this 360 flip nose blunt 360 shove it out. And their friends are like, no fucking way, dude. And then they do it and they're just like, oh, you know, like lose their minds. Bam. Combo unlocked. <laughs> I don't know, man. So my question is not what brand of deck, but what <laughs> brand of bearings? Brand of bearings? Bones, yeah. man. Bones, baby. Hell yeah. They're Bones right. all day. You know what I mean? Absolutely. If you're building 3D printed guns, it's reds. You want reds for your 3D printed guns. Because fire wheels, venture trucks, or independent. Independent was, was cool, but I, yeah, I was really yeah. into venture. Um I'm trying to think what else, man. I, I just love skateboarding. Dude. I, I still have I have VHS <laughs> tapes of like of like old uh skate videos. Like Hell yes. I, dude, they I, used I, to I, make I, such great skate videos I, I haven't seen one in a long time but they used to fucking rule dude i'm telling you so i i'll sometimes at night like a lot of people are like oh before i go to bed i'll watch tv or they'll, they'll have a like little routine i will literally stream my phone to my television in my bedroom <laughs> and i will watch old skateboarding videos on youtube i will watch like es Minic madi and zero videos and like all these things like eric Costin back in his heyday oh yeah Bonk. the yeah chris right Cole. the yeah right chris video Cole, that came out yeah. and what was it yeah chris Cole is awesome I mean, See, dude, watching, I, would, I mean, even guys like if you look back, like Ben Margera obviously made a huge name for himself way outside of skateboarding, pushed pushed his stardom to the to the brink. But, but before all that happened and before he became a star, he was a monster skateboarder. That dude, sure. that dude ollied some absolute banger steps. I mean, like 20 stairs and stuff. It's just ridiculous. His, I, him I, becoming I, I, so popular is what made me not want to be wearing element stuff anymore. And that's when I found chocolate and that's when i found almost and almost especially with mullen and day one man like <laughs> i i actually uh last night my kid was playing with her skateboard so i was like i wonder if i could still do it and i could still 360 boneless and i can still primo nolly flips i'm like fuck yeah go. like oh, yeah 360 if, I can, flip anymore, if i can do but... like a 360 <laughs> shove it without hurting myself nowadays it's like a miracle but like right. i mean dude you talk about day one song and 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 those guys it's almost like an art form watching those guys skate. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. For it's sure. it's complete. It's so technical. It's it's crazy. Especially when I learned that like Day One skates with no bushings. He removes the bushings completely from his trucks. That's bonkers. They're one hundred percent loose. There's <laughs> like. <laughs> Do you remember Carrie Getz? He used to get really mad when he missed miss tricks or whatever, and he would like break all his boards. He skated yeah, with toy machine. It. That dude was a monster too. I, I'm starting to reminisce. Anyway, I don't want, want to go off on a tangent, but yeah, I love those, skateboarding. Those are the things that like brought us joy. I mean, that was the greatest. Those are probably the most fun and most fit times of my life. Like, when I still have them do a kickflip one foot nose manual, I'm like, guess I have to go try and hurt myself more. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. A Vero Hill flip? I'll try that. Oh, I got those <laughs> dialed still. 
<laughs> One thing that I think is actually like a useful life skill you learn by skateboarding is how to fall correctly. Oh, like roll out the rest of your life. You know, you miss a step while you're walking down the stairs in the dark. <laughs> you really are benefiting from having fallen a few times on a skateboard. Absolutely, man. I mean, you you, you miss step or you, you trip or whatever. And you're just like, I'm good. You know, we're good. It works out. It works out that way. And you learn that after you fall down on the pavement like a sack of mashed potatoes like five or six times. And you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like a pancake, I've you know. Literally lost all the skin off of my palm <laughs> from oh, yeah. falling on my hand on gravel, and I'm no. like, "Well, I'm not doing that anymore." <laughs> yeah, absolutely it's not. I'm not these, things, these things were golden, man. I got a freaking. Yeah. I'm just gonna roll. I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah, right. roll. Yeah. <laughs> my shoulders. I can scrape those up. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah I don't fine. need these things. Shoulders. No, I don't need them. It's funny, actually. My daughter was falling off of the couch on purpose the other day, and I go, "Well, you got to tuck your chin." Like when you fall, make sure you tuck your chin and kind of curl up a little bit so you rock with it. And she did first time she did, and she didn't. She goes, ow. And then she tried it and she's like, ah. So she started getting higher and farther. And I'm like, yeah, I got to get uh -oh. her skateboarding. And like, she's a quick learner. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, right, so back to Punk Rock Gun Club. Yes. So you, you started this brand not too long ago now, right? Yeah. So Joel. So. Joel, who runs bad, Joel, Joel and his wife run Bad Attitude, which they they host Punk Rock Gun Club, uh, a couple of other things. I think they actually host Print Shoot Repeat as well, Middleton and stuff. Middleton you know, <laughs> they're all over the place. You know, they they do they do a lot of good for a lot of people, and you know, so Joel and I've been I've known Joel for a long time. He's actually South Carolina dude as well, um, from the Charleston area, and uh, he's like an old punk rock guy himself. He's actually a little older than me, so he's actually even more old school punk than I am. <laughs> but we kind of bonded over that and we talked about it a bunch before and he had the idea a long time ago and it just never came to fruition. Like punk rock gun club had like before I was ever involved was kind of like an idea um, that he and someone else had years ago. And then him and I talked about it and it was just kind of like a, wow, you, you want to do this too. And I was like, yeah, like that's, that's kind of like what I'm into. You know I mean? Punk rock gun club was never going to be some big company that makes a bunch of money and look at us or whatever. It was pretty much like, we're going to kind of intermingle gun culture with punk rock skateboarding and like that, like era of stuff that we grew up with and make stuff that we like. And if people like it, cool. If they don't like it, who gives a shit? Like this is, we got regular jobs that pay our bills. This is not a bill payment thing. Um, and I think ultimately we talked about it. And at some point uh, the goal is to at some point have it big enough to where, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get super political on a podcast or whatever, but um, uh, here for, baby? I, I don't want to <laughs> at some point we would like to give back in the sense of every time there's a freaking like I don't know how many of you guys have kids right I know a couple of you guys do every time there's a school shooting man we all hate that shit right like no one in the gun care and, and people that are like anti-gun are like you guys love when this happens and look it's your fault and it's like no one likes that man it's heartbreaking it's very sad it's, it's tough. I got a lot of friends who are actual like public school teachers and it weighs on those people, man. It's, it's a tough deal. So I think ultimately we would like to be able to take some of the money that we make and say, Hey, like we'll go to like the most at risk school in, in the freaking County and say, what can we do to help? Can we pay for another metal detector? Can we get more training for your SRO? Like what can we do 
with the money that we make off of just like gun culture stuff that we just do on the side and hopefully get people like they can actually do something like politicians to actually put their money where their mouth is and do something about it. Because to be completely honest with you, again, we can talk about this another time off the record. School shootings are a solvable problem. And I will, that's a, that's a hill I'm willing to die. On, so. Hell yeah. Anyway, Dude, we'll, I, we'll, try, I have we'll try and help out, help out if we right can. You know, I, think, I think the punk thing to do is like to try and give back to your community and try and make the place you live in better. Right. And so yep. ultimately that's what we're going to try and do. We'll, we'll see what happens, you know? Cool. Oh yeah. So, I remember Kate, saying, doing some consulting. Are you ready for me and... to solve the problem, dude? I'm ready for you to solve the problem. We <laughs> just execute every journalist in the United States. <laughs> You're gonna have to be really loose with that definition because yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure that's the solution, but but I'll entertain it. All right, I'll entertain it. Just start. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I need to hear more. Following you know? that. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That's all I that have. That's it. That's it. It's just a one liner. That's, <laughs> That's it. That's it. Take that how you will, kind of deal. Solved. Problem solved. Uh, solved. Staying solved. solved. Well, I was going to ask what kind of, um, how far have you gotten into that yet? Because when I had an opportunity to do some consulting with public entities that had that kind of uh, reach, they had no interest at all. They were like, no, we're good. We're good. So it's just like my experience has been very tough here in the Midwest. So I'm wondering what kind of experience you've had with that, or if you're just jumping in right now. No, we're, we're, we've been kicking around for a while. Um, We haven't actually like gone to a school and said, Hey, what can we do? Um, I've talked, like I said, I've got a bunch of friends who are teachers. One of my best friends is an Mm -hmm. assistant principal here in town. Um, Well, the next County over, but he's, I mean, we talk about this stuff a lot because his wife is also a public school teacher. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is something he knows. I've been friends with this guy for like 20 years. Uh, he knows, obviously, that I'm in the firearms industry and, and how passionate I am about firearms. He's not he he owns firearms. He's not anti-gun by any means, but he's not obviously like in the industry or, or you know, a, a, a big gun guy, I guess. <clears throat> so we have conversations about it all the time, like how can we fix this? What do you, what are you seeing from the teacher side that maybe I'm not seeing as far as like what's going on and how things can get better. And, and there's actually, man, there's, there's so many things that can be done. I mean, something as simple as not having kids bring cell phones to school. I mean, I know that sounds, <laughs> fucking, that sounds crazy, but I mean, you know, parent, we want to be able to get in touch with our kids. Well, man, kids are allowed to have cell phones at school now. So weird. God, I'm uh, old. Dude, well, what I'm, what I'm <laughs> saying is like, look at like, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I'm, I know I'm, I'm one of the older dudes, but like, dude, if, if my, one of my parents needed to get a hold of me when I was in elementary, middle and most of high school, they called the school and the yeah. school either went and got me or whatever. If it was an emergency, they'd bring me to the front and have me call my parents back or whatever. But Dude, that that method has worked since the phone was invented until cell phones. That worked. Yeah. What what so what what are we doing now when we got kids in classrooms not paying attention because they're playing on their phone? You got you got middle schoolers who in the bathroom will like look take their phone camera and put it up under the stall and take pictures of people to be funny. You've got I, I think the worst part of it is that nowadays everything is documented. So like if you and I were in freaking middle school or sixth grade or whatever, and something we did something embarrassing, we said something, or maybe we peed our pants, or we did, we did something stupid and it was embarrassing and we were upset about it. The next day, 
no one remembered and it was forgotten and the next mm-hmm. thing happened and that was it. Nowadays, kids are like, oh, this guy's doing something embarrassing. Snap, 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 snap. And it's sent around to everybody. It's documented. They laugh about it for years. And it's like that kind of trauma and just it's just a bad environment. It's a bad deal all around for kids. I think there's just so much that can be done starting with cell phone usage. But um, Well, that even goes with adults. I mean, there's times where – I mean, I'm sure we've all seen the videos, but I've seen it in person too where – you go to run to help someone and you're the only one there. Everyone else just has their phone out and they're recording. And you're like, do none of you oh, know how to fucking oh, be man. useless? One of my <laughs> biggest pet peeves is videos like that I see on social media where it's like someone going through something they obviously need help with in any mm-hmm. situation. They need some help. And people are just like, oh, I'm just going to film rather than be a part of the solution or trying to make this person's life a little bit better or help yeah. this person out. <laughs> that, that makes me sick, man. Like that, that's the kind of some, that's the kind of stuff that just, it eats at me, man. I don't like that at all. The thing that hurts, I went to a family reunion and there was a dude who crashed. He, he passed out when he was driving and he crashed into a tree like fast. And when I turned around to go tell people, Hey, you go do this. There's no one there. And I was like, what the fuck? And then once <laughs> they did get there, they all had their phones on. They're just taking pictures and recording. And then as, after the paramedics showed up and everything, I'm covered in blood from this dude's massive laceration on his head someone goes, aren't you concerned about AIDS? And I'm like, you're such a <laughs> shitty person. What a dirt. You stood there and took wow. videos, and then you're going to ask. I know, I know who not to help when, when your head's busted open. You what know, is yeah. this? Is Should, this, what should is this I 19, be concerned? 1986? Is this 1986? They were, they were concerned about AIDS? generation. <laughs> they no, were from I'm the not, older generation. I'm not concerned about you AIDS. Should've, <laughs> you should have licked your fingers. <laughs> no. No, not really. <laughs> Just the <laughs> All right, so we talked about that a little bit. Let's talk about uh, KK stuff. Okay, let's do so, it. So, so tell us about your CAC. Yeah, so tell us about tell us about how long you've been there. Like, what do you do there? What okay. is that kind so of stuff? So, before I tell you how long I've been there, and what I do there, I will say that a long time ago, and there we're trying. I am trying to spearhead the effort. Maybe you guys can send uh, <laughs> send an email to our marketing guy. Send them, spam them on Instagram, whatever. We're trying to get back in the day, like when the company first started, they made hoodies that said had like an AR-15 on it, like an outline, you know, and just said, when in doubt, whip your CAC out. 100%. I don't know why that's not still a thing. Why isn't that exist right now? Why isn't that? Yeah, why isn't that a thing? So anyway, if you guys don't mind spamming our Instagram with with requests for that. Yeah, whip whip your Um, CAC out hoodies, please, now. Yes. So... Uh, I've been there almost almost four. It'll be four years at, in October of this year. Uh, I lived lived out in California for three of that. Uh, moved out there, worked at that facility there. Great facility, great people. I absolutely loved living in California. I have no problem telling anybody that. Other than the political bullcrap, it's a beautiful state. Um, great food, great weather, stuff, plenty to do. Um, I do. I handle business development, but I do mostly sales. I handle some of our vendors that we have relationships with for parts that we don't make in-house that we contract out. Um, and I just pretty much handle the majority of our sales accounts from big customers, small customers. It doesn't matter. Uh, just trying to make sure those people have what they need. If they need quotes, if they need, you know, a timeline or whatever, I work with California and Missouri. We have two facilities to make sure that they get what they need in a timely manner. So that's pretty much what I do. It's uh it's stressful, but it, I love it. Uh, I've been in the industry now for 12 years, and uh, I'd like to spend the rest of my life in this industry just because I'm, I'm, I think I'm fortunate enough to 
work in, a, in an industry and do something that I, I believe in and I'm passionate about. I think most people end up having jobs that just pay their bills and they're okay with it because they're, they're good at the job or they're okay at the job. So they just lackadaisically go through it. And then they wake up 40 years later and they're like, well, I was a blah, blah, blah my whole life. And that was that, you know, it's like, I wake up every day. I'm happy to do this job. I'm happy to try and make sure that, that we spread as much freedom as we possibly can. I want to make sure that you guys, kids are able to do the same things that we're able to do and, and your grandkids and stuff like that. So um, I try and just, I want to get as many guns and gun parts out into the civilian population before I die as humanly possible. That's my entire goal. So fuck yeah. I've done a pretty good job of it so far. I'm just getting started. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. So uh, I'll give you a little bit of my background too. I, I got a job at PSA, which everybody knows PSA. You either love it or hate it. Um, and I, I could talk for, for days about that company. Uh, Worked my way up there. I started there just assembling uppers and worked my way up. I, I did you know pretty much every job in the shop. Um, and one day the guy that was doing <clears throat> procurement, he, he quit. He went and got, actually worked for Walmart now doing like high-level procurement for Walmart. <laughs> so uh, he left and they were like, you want to do procurement? And I was like, I don't even know what that is, but yeah, I'll do it. You know, so... <laughs> So I started doing that and I'm just, I'm just a people person. I'm a very social individual. I like talking to people, especially about stuff that I enjoy talking about guns. And so it just came naturally, man. And I, so I did that for a number of years for PSA. And uh, then I went to Diamondback for about six months and then I went to KAK. So uh, that's kind of the long and short of it. I, I spent most of my, or a large part of my career in this industry in procurement. So I have a ton of contacts as far as, you know, people who make stuff or where to get certain things. Um, and that's actually how I know Kurt and how I got hired at KAK is that, you know, he was one of the contacts I had and we had a good relationship and um, it was just, it was just a good, good timing thing. So uh, really a good fit for my abilities and his abilities. Like I've, I've told you guys before, Kurt is probably, if not the most brilliant machinist I've ever met. Um, the dude is, is like I said, he, he can, if you're, if you're like, Hey, uh, I have this part, I want you to make this part he's going to freaking take it. And while he's asking you questions about it in the five minute conversation, he's looking at it. He's trying to figure out, you know, how many tools he needs to make it, how many, uh, you know, if, if it can be made with a bar feeder, what the material is going to be, you know, exactly how to go about that. And then, you know, he's can, he can put in solid works in 15, 20 minutes. And, and if he has an open machine and the tools, he'll, he can make that part in like the same day, you know, obviously in the white night he treated and coded. And so like that, that's a huge bonus for us as a company, to have not only that ability to do that, but to have a guy who is smart enough to say, oh, I can look at this and figure out pretty much how to make it efficiently pretty quickly. I mean, within a matter of minutes, you know, um, you can almost like see the gears in his head turning when he's thinking about that kind of stuff. So uh, he's been pretty instrumental as far as that goes. Obviously, he's the owner of the company for a reason. And uh, so he, he, I think he realized at a certain point, he's like, I'm not really enjoying the people part of this. <laughs> So I need to hire someone who actually enjoys that. And, you know, I'll, I'll do the the engineering stuff in the background. So that's kind of his, his thing. And, and that's kind of where I fit into this whole equation. Um, you know, as you guys can see, and as you mentioned, we, we started selling parts on the website for 3D stuff and trying to support this community. And Kurt, Kurt has gotten really heavily involved in that and uh, seems to really enjoy it. So uh, we're just, we're just happy to, to play a, a small part, you know, Kurt's definitely very smart, that kind of stuff. I come to him, hey, I'm thinking about this, this, and this. Here's what I got. He always has some sort of solution in some way around it. He is uh, a very solutions-based individual. Yeah. 
so sure. day to day he's like still very much mm-hmm. boots on the ground oh I, I dude, he, he works he so i haven't been in the missouri facility in quite some time but I, obviously I, I interface with him on a daily basis and so I have no problem saying he works more than anyone else in our company to this day. He works <laughs> wow. more hours. He works more. He puts in more time. He's probably the first person there. Last person leave. I know that's super cliche. That is truly the truth. Like <clears throat> when we got like years ago, a little bit of KK lore years ago, when he first started like buying machines and, and making parts for people and kind of getting into the gun industry, he realized that Swiss machines were going to be a huge part. And that, that was, what a lot of people could use to make some of the small parts, detents, pins, stuff like that, like barfed barfed machines. He he got into that. He bought like ten of them and locked himself in. He lived at the shop, locked himself in the shop, and <laughs> taught himself how to freaking use those things, right? And so I mean, like, I mean, before he moved, so we have that Missouri facility now. Before he went back from California to Missouri, which is where he's from, um, to build that facility and then kind of do his thing there, he worked. I want to say it was 246 days straight. Jeez. And, and, and that's, in, that's including weekends. That's not like Monday to Friday. That's, that's sun. That's every day of the week. That's seven days a week, 10 hours a day. He wakes up in the, he would wake up in the middle. I slept on a military cot in the shop and wake up in the middle of the night and change out <laughs> like bar feeders and make sure tools were topped off and stuff like that. I mean, you're talking about someone who has like another gear as far as like, how hard people work or how, you know, what kind of work they're willing to put in and what limits they're willing to go to, to be successful. Um, he, that dude will outwork damn near anybody. Uh, and, and it's, it's obviously paid off. Right. But yeah, he still sure. does that to this day. He's not the kind of guy who's like, Oh, I built this and now I can just sit back and do nothing and watch the money roll in. Like he would get, he just gets bored, man. He needs something to entertain him. He needs, he needs a challenge. And so now we're just trying to, navigate the freaking soft market you know because of our, how bad our economy is and, and try and put out some new stuff we've got a bunch of new bcgs that we've been putting out uh the k-spec stuff we just put out a, a, a independent study that they had done where a k-spec bcg paired with a suppressor uh, over a mil spec bcg will also reduce your sound signature which is huge Ooh, isn't that that's awesome yeah it's crazy I, I, I i'll be honest with you guys please don't ask me any questions about that because that is not my lane <laughs> I would like this to Cody. but it, that it, that's that's i mean there's like actual data it's not like hey i think this will do this it's this does this right? yeah. yeah that's fucking um, rad yeah i mean we're just trying to trying to come out with different stuff i mean uh, you know we're, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we've got dual ejector 556 five, bolts we've got left hand uh, K spec stuff on the website now too for for those left hand dudes and uh, and ladies and uh, yeah man just trying to push the envelope a little bit and all the stuff that maybe something or hasn't thought of and see if it sticks I guess you know um, like like I said Kurt's a freaking bad scientist man. <laughs> I mean you can literally draw something on a napkin and be like I think I want to want you to make this and twenty <laughs> minutes later it's it's a SolidWorks model and he's making a part for you to check out it's crazy. That's the great thing too is he, there's so much experience behind him, and there's so many contracts that you guys have already fulfilled. So you have the experience, and it's just like tons of parts and tons of things that you've already done. So when someone comes to you and you're like, "I got this weird thing," you're like, "It's not that weird. We've already we've already done it." Dude, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we I have guys a lot because they, they'll filter it through me, and I'll, I'll send the prints and get the NDA signed and send them to Kurt and stuff like that. And 
it's what people say, Hey, I've got this really difficult part to make. And I'm thinking as I'm reading that or having them tell me that on the phone or something, I'm thinking to myself, well, we want a contract for the 240 quick change barrel adapter for the government. And we're the only <laughs> other company other than FN to make that for them. And I promise you it's not as difficult as that part. It is no way. That's like the most difficult <laughs> part I have ever seen in my life. It's, it's insane. Um, we, we've got a ton of government contracts, as you guys know. We've talked about that before, but we fulfilled a bunch of government contracts. We're, we, you know, we're direct to DOD, so um, we're real proud of that stuff, too. Uh, that was kind of just a can we do this? It wasn't so much of a we're going to do this and make extra money or whatever because government work, it's tough, man. They, they're very stringent. Um, mm. I was not aware. Yep. Before I came to KK, I had zero experience as far as the government sector of firearms is concerned. It is a completely different animal, and they are very, very serious. And if one little thing down to the font on the freaking box is wrong, they will send that <laughs> crap right back, and you'll never get paid for it. It's Are you telling me that PSA doesn't deal with the government? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's At least Weird. as far as I know. I, I saw friends that work there, and, and as far as I know, I don't think the PSA doesn't do any uh, government contracts. But that, that could be, I could be wrong. They do have a lot of ancillary companies, so I could be, I could be very wrong on that. That, would not, mm, that wouldn't that surprise fair. me. That's fair. Yeah, I'll say this, so, man. People people bag on PSA a lot, and this is this is what I will say. I, I could say so many things about working there. I enjoyed my time there. That company specifically has done more to further AR-15 ownership in this country than damn near anybody else. And I, I, I yeah. I'll, that's another hill I'm willing to die on. I mean, hard agree. About, you, you, and a lot of other companies bag on them because they're like, well, they ran the gun into the ground, and now it's super cheap or it's inexpensive, and it's like. Dude, they took a platform that prior to PSA being around, uh, Bushmaster was eight nine thousand dollars. You know, what I mean, like the, the regular standard AR fifteen rifles that you saw on the market were expensive. Dude, you can yeah. buy, you can go to their website right now and buy the lower and the upper and build you one for like four hundred dollars or less. Yeah. Pre Obama prices. Yeah, and it's like yeah, right. it's like, dude, they've taken something that was very expensive and almost like a novelty for people that had money, and turned it into something that. It's a household item now. Even the poor can own it. Yeah, poor people. I mean, people don't have a lot of money. The, the, the average guy who has you know an extra couple hundred bucks laying around that's like, hey, I'd like an AR-15 or I'd like to build one. I mean, they, they furthered that culture, gun culture, in the United States mm-hmm. so much that it's you can hate on them all you want, but you have to understand what they have done to push that and, and what they're responsible for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's my, my two cents on PSA. They're fun so to bag back. on, but when, when we were there at SHOT, I mean, everyone that Justin and Corey talked to were so happy and they're so excited. And I think Justin was actually the one that asked, like, how do you like working here? And everyone was like, dude, it's awesome. If I have an yeah. idea, I bring it up, it becomes a thing. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> PSA, like, it, it's a big company now, you know, and but they, they do a lot of cool stuff, man. I, like I said, I still got – they're 10 minutes down the road from my house. So hmm. I still got a bunch of friends that work there, man. I still interface with those guys. They're they're you know they're they're good people. They're 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 a good company. A good company to work for. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's really all I got to say about that. I guess. All right. So going back to what you're saying earlier about you guys like doing uh, more of like the 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 newer trying to get the cutting edge stuff. So Shockwave braces, right? Mm-hmm. So KK was one of the first companies to be mass producing braces when that was first a thing and Correct. now we have all this litigation going on so what's that how's that like for you guys I and mean, what do you guys how do you guys feel about that stuff going on with that so we don't 
just, to, just so we're all on the same page, we don't manufacture braces. We contracted. So uh, back in the day, uh, it's a long, long, rough story. But basically, there was a lawsuit involved. Shockwave was involved. SB Tactical was involved. And Kurt helped pay for the lawsuit. Like he put up his own money, like his own freaking money, and helped get these people out of out of a bind. That Shockwave might not have even been a company without Kurt doing that. He helped mm-hmm. them fight it. And so Kurt and Shockwave or KK and Shockwave signed an agreement. So we were the exclusive distributor for Shockwave. If you wanted to buy a Shockwave, it had to go through us. And that was really good for a number of years because Shockwave had no customer base. They didn't have any contacts. They didn't have they didn't have the reach that KK had as far as the customers because we already had a bunch of big customers. So it was just a it was a shoe in. It was it was it was easy money. Um, ultimately, I think. The pistol brace thing, obviously, aside, I think they could have probably because, again, Kurt is super smart, super, you know, super talented as far as design and stuff like that. I, I think that the, there could have been some changes made to the shockwave designs that would have made them better. I think that they could have innovated a little bit more on that front and maybe they would have sold more. But to be honest with you, man, the, the pistol brace thing has been declining the past few years anyways. I mean, it was big for a while, but the past couple of years – as far as KK, we saw we saw the sales of braces just continue to dip, continue to dip. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I, I think I think the pistol bracing will get overturned, and I think that business will be good again. But as far as like it being a huge chunk of our business, it is not. You know, it hasn't been for 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 many years. So, for sure. Uh, I hope that answers mm-hmm. your question. Yeah, and I think like I think as well. Like you think it'll get overturned. I like the thing you're talking about declining because I think people are just more like, I don't care. I'm like, is it $200 for an SBR or I just do the thing and don't care? Well, you know, ATF agents, as much as our industry and especially our subculture likes to be like, you know, give the ATF a bunch of crap. Those people suck, whatever. Dude, those people, man, if you actually talk to an ATF agent. They're not looking for you at your house with your freaking stock on your gun, man. They don't care about that at all. You know, and, and when when you get pulled over for speeding and you've got a freaking, uh, you know, an illegal SBR in your front seat, that cop doesn't know the law. He, he doesn't give a shit either way, man. He's looking for someone trying to commit a, commit a violent crime. You know, it's right. like I just I think I think the older I get and the longer I've been in this, it's it's you're right. People are just starting to say, I'm just going to put a stock on it. I'm not going to freaking post all over the internet about it and show it off and be like, look at me. I'm not going to draw attention to myself. I'm just going to put a stock on my gun and keep my mouth shut and keep my nose clean. You know what I mean? If you're not out running drugs or committing violent crimes or doing something that like are going to have the police looking into you, you're probably fine, man. Just my two. Don't, that's not legal advice. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> not a lawyer. Is legal advice. I'm not a lawyer. It says opinions and such under my title. So that's, that's okay. yeah, it's, it's same. Like, um, it's the same kind of thing we got when we talked to the ATF agent at, agent at shot show this past year. They, they said, I don't, we don't, yeah, build your own guns, do whatever the fuck you want. We only care about switches and machine guns. And I'm like, okay, like, all right. I hope they yeah. don't care about machine guns soon enough too. But I mean, it is what it is. So, you know, the best way, you know, we talk, I've, I've talked about this a bunch of my friends, but I think the best way to go about it is that once, once the next, I say, I, I say that hopefully the next Republican 
you know, president comes into power, I think the best thing to do is to get yourself a home-based FFL and then apply for an SOT and then build machine guns at your house legally <laughs> all day long. You know, that's, that's what I would put out to anyone who's like a gun enthusiast and who wants machine guns, doesn't want to go to 10 years in jail and be a felon. Dude, just go about that. It's, it's not, to be honest with you, it's not less than a thousand bucks. It's not yeah. super, yeah, it's not super expensive. Exactly. Take some time and interview. You gotta have your stuff squared away. But it can be done, and then you can be like, oh, I woke up today, and I want to build a machine gun. Poof. <laughs> Freaking great, you know? So that's kind of that's kind of long and short of it. I, th- so I think it's actually that cheap. It's like a grand. Oh, yeah. Less mm-hmm. than. I think uh, uh, 0702 is like uh, 550 bucks. Yeah, it's Holy not, it's not super expensive. Yeah, yeah like less it gets than expensive when you want to get into commercial FFL, like where you're building and selling for other people. Yes. But if you're just yeah. manufacturing and like for demonstration purposes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, for demo yeah, purposes. Yeah, it's right. uh it's it gets more expensive when you sell over uh or up to fifty firearms. When you sell the 49th one, it's fine. Once you've sold the fiftieth one with the SOT stuff, then it gets super more expensive because you're paying per firearm then. So another I thing to do a whole bunch. Yeah, another thing to note too is that like I mean if you can if you've got a friend or if you are friends with whoever the head law enforcement, you know, person is in your area, the sheriff, dude, you can get demo letters, you can get whatever you need. And, and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, hey, this guy needs a blah, blah, blah machine gun. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to demo this. You know, it's, it, there's, there's definitely ways around it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, hmm. <laughs> man, yep. dude, if it's that cheap, I'm like, <laughs> It's a lot There's cheaper. Always than a catch. I, I There's always a catch. There's always a catch. Yeah, I applied for one for my house, and I, when I looked into it, I was like, I couldn't. I didn't know it was this cheap. I would have done it a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. You got to live in the right states too, right? Yep. Yeah, you got to live in a free state. You can't do that in California. Walking this back. Gavin Newsom does not like that. You know. No. But, uh, They're going down pretty hard on FFLs lately. ATF, like you know, for any the most minor infringements or yeah, you gotta you gotta have your stuff squared away for sure. Yeah, all, they're fucking with them if you, hard. If you apply, you need to have you need to have all your freaking your, your eyes dotted and your t's crossed. You know. Oh, bit. Thanks for joining us again. How was dinner? Sorry, was dinner, dinner dude? was excellent, dude. Hey, happy wife, happy life. And I learned shit the hard way. So hell yeah. <laughs> like the half of the episode was us just ripping on you for not being here. Dude. So it'll be. A, that's why there's 50 viewers. <laughs> right. That must be it. <clears throat> we uh we have a. Special Mr. Kurt in the, the comments. So if you want to oh. say anything. <laughs> yeah, I got questions for Kurt. Put them in the comments, man. He's he's probably yeah. watching. Make sure I don't talk too much shit or say something I shouldn't say, you know. <laughs> Give me a text like don't say that, you know. No, he's so, he's he's good, man. And, you know, he he like I said earlier, he's he's a brilliant machinist, but like his 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 ability to do what he does really gives there's a lot of companies, man, honestly, that do similar stuff to what we do. We've got a lot of competition in this industry as far as like high volume manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a leg up on people because of his ability to say, Hey, I think we can make this pretty quickly and pretty easily. And we can usually pivot pretty fast for people. So if you're like, Hey, I've got this project, but I need it done in like three weeks. We might be able to do it. You know, it's very, very possible. So 
it's, every it's, time they brought something up, it happens pretty damn quick. Especially with Kurt, he's an all-in kind of a guy where he's like, if it's on his mind, he's gonna get something done. He might yeah, fucking. He's either, and that's the thing about Kurt too. He's either if he's interested, he's either like freaking, I'm gonna do this yeah. right now, or he's like, this is stupid. I don't want any part of it. Like he's, <laughs> he's straight to the point, man. He he's not one of those guys where you're like, I I wonder if he likes this idea, or I wonder if he doesn't like it. He's gonna be like, no, that's fucking stupid. We're not doing that. I'm like, so now okay, everybody he's knows. Not interested in the DIY yeah. gyro jet. If he didn't do it immediately, he, you guys all know now. It's because he thinks your ideas are stupid, and he's probably right because you guys are all a bunch of fucking idiots. It's, po- it's very possible. Very, very possible. So uh, on the topic of oh, KAK being like a high-volume manufacturer, mm-hmm. if you're like doing government contracts and doing these big uh, big contracts, what is the, the storyline behind how you started looking into – the 3d printed world where things are like niche and boutique and not particularly high volume and not particularly uh government friendly yeah i well you know again like going back to what we talked about before the show started you know just <clears throat> how top to bottom in our at our company most of us are not the kind of people who are the the, the jocks or whatever we're the we're the outcasts we're the pariahs we're the the punk rock kids who didn't necessarily fit in we want to we're not, we're not trying to just go with the status quo. We're trying to do something a little different against the grain kind of deal. And so I think, you know, going back to before we started sponsoring print, shoot, repeat, we talked about it, you know, Kurt, Kurt, obviously being the design kind of guy that he is, he was already probably looking into three, 3d printing before that. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of companies in our industry that use 3d printers and have for years for design prototype testing stuff. Um, mm-hmm. anything from little tiny parts to suppressor parts to, you know, I've, I've seen 3d printers that are literally as big as my freaking living room. You know what I mean? Um, you could print whatever the hell you wanted almost. But, uh, so I think that we were already interested in the technology if, if for no other reason than like maybe prototyping or just seeing how something would look when modeled. Um, but we, we didn't really like dabble in it much. I think ultimately what, what changes, we had conversations, Kurt, Joel, and I had some conversations, Jenny was involved, where we talked about how ultimately, even though it's smaller now, 3D printing is going to play a huge part in firearms ownership in this country, the Second Amendment, all that stuff. It's going to be really, really big for the future of firearms in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, as far, I mean, there's always going to be gun laws. As far as gun laws being relevant... <laughs> Dude, a, 3, a 3D printer and files make gun laws completely null and void as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's that's the ultimate like counter to, to, to a government or a society saying, hey, you can't do this. Well, this machine right here and electricity at my house says that I can. Yeah, as small as uh, as small as the gun cad community is inside of the overall two A community, I think we've had more impact than the entire community as far as like you know thwarting gun control. Looks yeah, really I mean, dude, and, it, and like I said, it's going to play a huge part in it at some point. I mean, it already is getting bigger and bigger, especially with three D printers being more accessible. You know, financially speaking, and I mean, you can order them off Amazon, have it delivered to your house in two days, and it's like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And the more and more people buy it and get into it and dabble, um, it's just going to grow and grow and grow. And we saw, you know, what we saw was a community of people who were trying to do something that we are also trying to do. And that's further gun culture in this country. That's further people owning firearms, whether it's a plastic thing they printed at their house 
or a, a freaking gun they ordered, you know, from a manufacturer straight. It doesn't matter. It's all the same stuff. It's all someone wanting to go out in their backyard and, you know, shoot a couple rounds off of some targets, a guy going to shoot an animal to eat it, you know, someone trying to, to defend their home or someone just wanting to make a cool toy that they keep around for fun. I mean, you know, whatever they can imagine. We, we just saw that as an opportunity because we have expertise in manufacturing the components that are the most readily available in this country. So, you, you know, if a, a designer comes to us and says, hey, this is the idea I have for a chassis or, you know, a different you know, model of gun or whatever, we make barrels. You know, we make all the small detents and parts, muzzle devices, you know, all that kind of stuff that you there's just parts of the gun that currently are not. And you guys could speak more to this are not easily printed, not readily available to be printed. Not everyone has that technology, has a printer that can do it, that kind of stuff. So, you know, why not team up with people like you guys and, and, and that community who, who already have the same goals in mind and the same interests in mind? I mean, we're, we were allies before we even talked. You know what I mean? We have the same interests. So uh, it just made sense, man. And, and we I, again, I think that business is just going to continue to grow. And we're we're very happy to play a small part, man. Hmm. And I think that we've had this conversation before, too. Like we talk about the steps, the home, the home gun building. Right. It was do it. We're doing it this way. Like the the FUD building is 1911 or whatever and now we're doing it and then there was the 80 percent the polymer 80 and there was a big movement behind that and this is just the next step now we're just 3d printing where we're like 3d printing glock frames 3d printing like things like the scorpion that were just using parts basically like scorpion parts and now like the p90 came out right it's literally a barrel everything else is you know, you're DIYing almost every other part of it. Yeah. It's- and, and like you said, that's that's the evolution. Like you're talking about going back to guys building 1911. Dude, FUDs have been building 1911s at their house for decades. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, as long as, as as companies like Brownells have been around, you know, and, and places you could actually buy 1911 parts or order them from a catalog, guys have been sitting at their house filing stuff down, making sure that freaking slide works, setting the bushing, like doing all that stuff for forever. This is just now – with modern technology and kind of what we have at our disposal, this is just the next step, you know? Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, for sure. Especially with like better materials and stuff like that being available in consumer products, like being able to print nylon or polycarbonate on your bamboo, especially with companies like Coex, like if they can get their uh, Nylex CF dialed in, like, Allegedly, that's the same formulation that like Glock used to use. So it's like you have a really awesome formula for these materials that I can print at home. Like, kick ass. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like you were saying, I think it's too like the the barrier to entry has come way down. Right? Those those the FUDs making 1911s. It's because they had significant disposable income for sure. Because. For they sure. Had to buy all the tooling and yeah, I'm retired. I get a, I'm getting a pension. Yeah, exactly. So you know. But now the barrier to entry, literally, if you live a micro, near a micro center, you walk into the micro center, you buy your Ender three for a hundred dollars. Your barrier to entry is a hundred dollars. Who like? That's amazing. Only the most poor people can't uh, come up with a hundred dollars. I mean, to be honest, man, if you can't if you can't pony up a hundred bucks for it, then 
you know, your money's probably better spent somewhere else, you know, Agreed. as much as I want people to print more stuff at their house. Like that's, a, that's, that's an individual that has got bigger, bigger fish to fry. You, know? you got to graduate high thing. school first. And then once you graduate high school, maybe get a job at McDonald's, then you can afford it. That's all you need. A big Mac and a dream, baby. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Before the show, we were also talking about the fact that, you know, I, I think beyond just affordability is skills required. And like, you know, Ooh, yeah. you brought up uh, some of these older generation dudes bringing in uh, like demilled uh, kits from other countries mm-hmm. and then just doing the welding themselves. Yep. Now we're in the situation where you don't need to know how to weld. You don't have to be a machinist. You don't have to know to turn something on a lathe. You're pressing print and then assembling. And so there still is the the assembling difficulty, which does weed some people out for sure. But, but maybe not even though, right? Because there's literally these hundreds and hundreds of forums where people will literally help you put your stuff together and tell you hold, how you're fucking it up. They will hold, your hand. That, they will hold your hand through the whole thing. They'll call you an idiot most of the time. But I mean, there's <laughs> like, there's like, 10 different discords that I'm in where people will literally tell you how to help things out and they're not going to do it for you, but they will hold your hand for sure. And cause they want you to be involved, right? Yeah. They want you to, to join this. It, they'll say, Hey, post a picture of whatever you're working on. Oh, this is fucked up. And most of the guys, especially guys that have been printing for more than a year. They're like, can tell you just by looking at whatever yeah, you're what fucking it, yeah, up. Like, is. This is wrong. Do this fixed problem solved. Now you're, now you've, you've you're fixed. You're running. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 cool, man. Like going about these demo kits. I mean, you you're looking at guys who used to to, to do that rewild Sten stuff, or you know, um, Uzis, or you know, any any anything that 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 you could just like they chopped up in half and then sent back over here. Those, I mean, you can still do that, I guess. But like, why do that when you can just do it for cheaper and easier with a three D printer? You know, like we, like like we keep saying, this, this is just the next step, man. This is just the modern day version of that. You know. See now you got me thinking. We got to get KAK to be an importer so we can get imported crank kits once the war is done, and we'll start printing receivers for cranks. Dude, <laughs> I, I have been, you know, we've talked about overseas stuff. If we, you know, if, the very difficult thing about importing and exporting is there's a lot of freaking paperwork because the government yeah. does not like it, um, and so it, it it becomes very, very, very difficult, very time consuming, and very expensive. You have to have um, your own division in CAC just to handle handle that alone yes yeah <laughs> i mean maybe maybe kirk could get into that like like when he's done you know building the empire and, and, and like he's like all right i don't want to go in the office anymore or whatever i mean what, what most people don't know is that kurt is also like ex- extremely into reloading and when i yeah. say extremely into reloading i think god dude he, i forget what he told me as far as the setup about making that he, he could probably make close to like five hundred thousand nine mil rounds a month Something like that. You should Is tell he... us about his latest uh, endeavor that you guys just posted on social and uh, what what that's capable of. Which which one are you talking about? The seventeen five five six. It moves, dude. It is oh, freaking yeah, it moving. Like, how heavy of a bullet? A wildcat of it's, his it's own. It's pretty design. tiny, man. It's pretty tiny. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. But it's. I mean, it's like I, I want to say it's four forty one hundred feet per second. <laughs> You have a 15 grain bullet, oh. and it's going over 4K. 
I think you so said it's, the it's 30... like a, it's just a, a super hot 22250. Like yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty. I'll be honest, I'm not super super like in depth on it. Cody and I were talking about it back and forth the other day. 4450 FPS. Yeah, it's it's moving. Man. It's freaking moving. And we have we have the ability. You can buy you can buy the stuff to do it on our website, man. We yeah, Kurt, yeah Kurt's. Or Cody's talking about it. There's 15.5 grain in TX at 44.50. Dang, it's awesome. And you and that's something if you got a even like a basic reloading setup at your house, you can get the stuff from us to do it and and do it at your house. So he was telling me like with with coyotes, let's say you're shutting them down. Like oh, dude, it's a done it's a done deal. If you're yeah. as long if your shot placement's good, you're it's a done freaking deal, man. It's through. Yeah, through. yeah. yeah. So. I was trying to think there's some guy I follow on Instagram who does a lot of reloading stuff, but he 3d prints parts for his lead re- reload setup. I can't remember who it is right now, but it's, he has crazy stuff he's doing. Yeah. Um, if, if Kurt ever did a video or like had Cody come do um, videos at his house for like his, his reloading stuff, people would be like, Holy shit. Like, <laughs> it is very squared away, dude. I mean, he's, he's been in the reloading game for a long time and he's real, real good at it. like, we, you know, I'm a big hunter. I don't know if he goes hunt or not, but um, so I, you know, I'll go out to his property or whatever, and we'll shoot. And we talk about hunting a lot. He's a big hunter too. There, there's like pretty much no, and, he, and Kurt has damn near more guns than anyone I know. There is no hunting rifle that Kurt owns that he has not figured out a load that's better than any factory load for, <laughs> and had it like dialed. And he's got like a, this like for master sure. notebook of like all these formulas. <laughs> and like you open up the pages, and to me it looks like a foreign language, right? Cause I don't know dick about reloading. I know like enough to be dangerous, but like he's got all these formulas. And if you, if you know what you're doing, you can probably look at that and be like, hmm, okay, that makes sense. And you make it. And then it's, it's, it's crazy, man. So like I, I, I normally hunt with like a 264 win mag. It's, it's all, all my ammo for it is Kurt, Kurt ammo. I don't even shoot factory shit anymore. <laughs> um, so just anyway. tell us you're privileged without saying you're privileged. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's all fancy ammo, you know, bougie ammo shit. Oh, you don't have custom ammo made for you. Oh. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah I, I, I figure like I, I, I sometimes forget how lucky I am to have someone who like knows that much about it to be like, Oh yeah, man, here's 20 rounds for your, for your hunting season. I'm like these 20 rounds, like, if I shoot two deer a year, you're going to last me like freaking 10 years, dude. Like I don't need my ammo for forever. You know, we might be dead before I need more ammo. <laughs> so we talked about, so the seventeen five five six. So yep. a couple of weeks back now, maybe it's been months back. I don't know. Well, you guys posted some other stuff on uh, social media that our uh, community's really into right now. Some uh, launcher stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. I'm glad Kurt's like here because um, <laughs> basically uh, there's a video circulating. I think uh, he he was playing around. So he's been making he's been making the projectiles for it, right? And we're starting, we're trying it, we're kicking around the idea. He's been playing around with the idea of like putting out products that where people can, can make their own like projectile stuff at their house. Like you can actually make your own at your house. That way, if you've got a launcher, you know, here's, here's the freaking equipment to do it. Um, Chris been playing around with it. He hit a 300 yard target with one the other day. Yes. It's like, it's a 300 <laughs> yard gong. And so you see him and he's like back and he's like, uh, boop. and it's like, <laughs> thing and you're like holy shit dude it's like trick shot shit you know um but yeah that's that's kind of something he's been dabbling in i wouldn't say that that's necessarily 
current, it's not a KK product. That's not necessarily something we're like super spearheading, but that is something that I think Kurt is into. And that at some point in the future, we will offer it. I'll say that. Currently, um, you guys sure. have dummy rounds, and those look like really nice desks yeah. and like paperweights and stuff like that at the least if you don't have a 40. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's just, he's in a lot of stuff, man. And if it, if it piques his interest, he's going to freaking go down the rabbit hole and try and figure it out, you know? And that's kind of, I think what the launcher stuff happened. He was like, Oh, I got a 40 millimeter launcher, you know, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have some fun, you know? <laughs> For so. sure. Yeah, we all we all have a bunch of thirty-seven millimeter launchers at this point because we don't want to pay for the D. I think he's got thirty-seven too. Yeah, yeah, thirty-seven is like that's the the big thing, and in, in, especially in the three D print community right now, there's and the the amount of innovation in such a short amount of time is insane. I think it's like two and a half years ago there was like no launchers, and now mm-hmm. there's probably two dozen different designs for thirty-seven millimeter launchers out there, and with that you get like you said, projectiles is a big thing, right? So we were starting off where we had projectiles where we're shooting basically um, a 22 blank or a ram set, and and that was like the load. And then we black powder from there. And now there's guys using smokeless powder in in their 37 millimeter loads, which is fucking insane. Like, yeah, yeah it's just yeah, kind of I mean, wild. Kurt, Kurt posted in the chat. He says 40 millimeter stuff in the works. You know, he's loading tool loading tools for the actual blanks. We're gonna sell those. Nose calling some other stuff. So, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Yep. So, Kurt, we need you to scale us down to 37 millimeter as well. <laughs> 26.5. I'm sure he can make that. Right? Oh, oh, yeah. 26.5, too. Right. Totally forgot. Like 26, 26.5 millimeter launchers as well. Which is okay. the problem with 40 is, is like every single round needs a tag stamp. Every trigger yeah. pull, every, we're not going to, you know, a lot of people just aren't going to fuck with 40 millimeter stuff. For sure. Yeah. That's good information. But 37 it's- millimeter. That's the kind. Of, that's the kind of feedback yeah. stuff we need for sure. Yeah, you get every every Joe Bob and everything else as long as you're like the payload's less than four ounces or whatever, which is that's an easy mark to to hit. You're you're good to go all day. For sure. For sure. Right. Yeah, the device itself needs a tax stamp, and every single projectile needs a tax stamp. Two hundred dollars a pop every time I pull the trigger. Without all the all the permission slips. The pri- pricing people out of fun, man. Yeah. That's right. The uh, it's funny you mentioned that uh, Kurt that 40 uses 38 Smith and Wesson casings as blanks because there is a design uh, done by Mathematics, which is a 37 millimeter yep. that uses the same technique for yep. a high low uh, mm-hmm. round. Very cool. The third, uh, the 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 launcher community inside of GunCat is uh, revolutionary. They, they're 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 insane. I'm into it. Those are special class of dudes. <laughs> Snoring of dudes. Rich. This will actually be on display next weekend in Ohio at Midwest Meetup. Please come and join <laughs> us and see it for yourself in person with nods. Yeah, parachute parachute rounds that they've designed already are pretty wild. <laughs> Yeah. Parachute IR like that's yeah. <laughs> like just dudes, just dudes in their in their offices in their garages, may making IR parachute flare rounds for thirty-seven millimeter launchers. Just awesome. what? what? Shit, the next five years will have full DIY operator loadouts. <laughs> yeah, right. Make your own chest rig at home. Three D print, like three D print housing. Like there's larger 
like there's well not larger but there's companies using 3d printed housing for night vision and then there's diy 3d printed night vision i'm like come on guys all right so full power lasers right yeah exactly as he holds up his night vision that has 3d printed housing yeah. straight for the housings from uh mk machine and show up so yeah. uh one thing I wanted to ask is, what was the history of sponsoring PSR and working with PSR like? Um, I mean, you know, Joel Joel kind of spearheaded that effort. Uh, you know, I can remember when we first started. Like I said, he wasn't very, he wasn't huge. You know, he was doing some stuff that we thought was valuable. I mean, the same 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 type of reason that we're involved with you guys and that we we do some of the stuff that we do to support the three D printing community. We just we kind of liked his videos and and the stuff that he was about, and so it was just kind of an easy thing to do, especially like at the onset because like he wasn't he hadn't blown up yet. I mean, he was kind of known, but not really. I mean, over the last like year and a half, two years, he's really kind of taken off, you know. Yeah. Um, so you know, ultimately, I think we just got in at the right time. He was kind of just like, a, hey, we should sponsor this guy, and we all checked him out. And we were like. He's kind of weird, man, but we like that. We're, we're, we're weird too, you know? Um, and his videos are hilarious, dude. Some people get offended yeah. by that shit, but I, dude, I, his stuff is hilarious. I, I don't care who, who you are. That stuff is funny. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the, his, the history is pretty much just like Joel saying, hey, if we're going to, we were, we were actually looking for, uh, at the onset, we were looking for someone to kind of like partner with to like spread our brand because. You know, you guys, you guys know this, and, and some of your viewers might. But our our history and our main business is high volume manufacturing for other people. That's our that's our main gig. That's what we're best at. That's what we're best known for. So the brand KK doesn't have nearly the foothold in the market that the manufacturing side does. You know, you go to any major AR fifteen manufacturer in this country, and they, there are parts in that building, or they know who we are. You know, mm -hmm. um, and so. We're trying to grow the brand and, and, you know, getting getting on board or getting uh, hooked up with PSR was kind of the first step as far as like, hey, we have a website, we've got parts, we, you know, we know kind of what we're doing, but we need someone who's got a little more viewership than our website has draw and can kind of push people to that and also kind of just partner with us. And so that was just kind of how that kind of came about is he, he seemed like the right dude at the time and it, and it worked out for us. Hmm. Yeah, because you guys are started like it's a recent thing for you guys doing like complete firearms, right? That's like yep. not we do that's, firearms, that's, we do, we do yeah. variants work, um, but we do complete we do complete firearms now for sure. Yep. Um, we started we started doing uppers first. Obviously, we've been doing uppers now for a number of years. I mean, they they were doing uppers before I got hired. Kurt was building uppers, um, so we've done uppers for quite some time. Having the facility in California and all of the red tape and the bullshit that you have to do to get an FFL and deal with the government there was never on the table. Uh, so when once the Missouri facility got up and going, I mean, we've got we can pretty much make whatever we want in Missouri. And so yeah. once we got that FFL and all that stuff squared away, it was like we're making complete guns. You know, mm -hmm. that was that was always going to happen. That was always the plan. It just took some time to get there for sure. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit. There's a guy, a whole bunch of guys in the chat that been talking about the AUG. So um, the the Nylog like 3D print beta has been going on for it feels like forever now, well <laughs> over a year. 
It's mm-hmm. just two weeks. I, being just two weeks. weeks was the the always the meme. Like you can go back and watch one of our episodes from probably a year ago. And the, the it, first the, episode, us, the first episode I was talking about. Just you know, it's just two more weeks till till they're gonna start their beta. But like, so how you guys got somebody reached out to you guys, I'm sure, or multiple people, and said, "Hey, we have this problem. Um, what's the? Can you guys help us with a solution for this? So can you do you know like?" how that goes about, or if someone else has a similar issue, like how do they go about getting with you guys? Yeah. I mean, you know, Kurt, Kurt is a super busy dude. Um, he's obviously very interested in this kind of stuff. He's super, super good at problem solving, especially when it comes to firearms. Cause that's like his entire life. So uh, it's best to probably filter that stuff through me so that he doesn't spend a bunch of his time just trying to deal with the, that person or whatever. And I can, I can kind of basically get glean the information that we need from that person and then just give that to Kurt and let him do his thing versus that person spending a bunch of time, Kurt trying to figure out what they want, what they don't want, what the quantity is going to be, what kind of price they're looking to pay, that kind of stuff, all that general bullshit I'll deal with. And then I can just give it to him and say, Hey, can you help with this? Or what do you think about this? You know? Um, I, I do a lot with customer service too. And there's like, well, people write questions and most of the questions I can answer. Like a lot of the questions, just, just being a gun guy, being in the industry, you know, a decent amount of time working at KAK and seeing how we make stuff. I can answer the vast majority of questions. There are still some questions every once in a while that I get that I literally just can't answer. And I'll literally just message Kurt and be like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this problem? Or what do you think the answer to this is? And it's pretty much like an immediate answer. So um, the best the best way to do that if, if someone has a project they're working on or they're interested in um, again we're we're not a prototype shop that's not our game um, high volume manufacturing obviously is what, what we're good at but if someone's looking to do something and, and you know they want some help with the design or they want some help bringing it to market we will at least we'll at least look at it I, I can't you know obviously without knowing what it is I can't just say hey yeah we'll do that you know um, we'll see if it fits what we are good at if it you know, if it, if it works with what we have as far as our machines and our capability, we'll, we'll try and help, you know, mm-hmm. um, we want to, we want to further gun culture. So, I mean, if, you know, whatever project that, may <coughs> down, but uh, you know, it just, it really just depends on the, pro- the project itself, how far along it is, what the quantity is going to be. I mean, if it's going to take a bunch of work and someone wants 20 of something, it's probably going to be a no, you know, unless we feel like there's an opportunity that like we can, like help further this and it's going to grow and, and, and to sell a lot more Then sure. Maybe we'll, we'll take a look at it, but uh, yeah, I, w- I, w- I really wish we could do more of that stuff just because I know Kurt is really, really good at it and he's really, really involved. So that would be, I mean, in a perfect world, if Kurt could just sit here and, and people send him ideas and whatever, and he just like comes up with like crazy <laughs> solutions, that would be a perfect scenario for him because that's what he's really, really good at. Um, what you're I'm, saying is, is you guys aren't going to produce Raven kits in the near future. <laughs> stop, stop. Pro- probably not. But uh, you know, I'm not going to say no. But civilian MP7 clones. I'm, out. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. You know, we like MP7s. You know? uh, so good to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's a good question. Since you guys are offering 3D printed parts, you know, parts for this, um, how much of our stuff are you guys playing with? A lot. Really? Because <laughs> yeah. you, you said before I, I, the dude, show. I get, I, get, I get like videos from, from Kurt. Like uh, it'll be like 10, 30, 11 at night because he, he lives on a, a big parcel of land. So he'll, he'll literally walk on his back porch and just 
you know, dump rounds out of whatever. Yep. You never know. I don't know if I'm going to get a video out of, of like, you know, some kind of belt fed machine gun or uh, the other day he's got the freaking AUG and he's freaking all that. Every part of it, you know, for the upper is printed or something. Made, and he's just like blasting them off, man. And it runs like a freaking top. And so we, yeah, we, we, we wouldn't, we would not sell something that we were not confident that it is going to work or that is a solution, right? Like there's, there's not a part on our website that we don't stand behind that we don't know for sure has been thoroughly tested and vetted to make sure that that's the right part to offer. You know, Um, Kurt, like I said, he's, he's a brainiac man. So uh, if he sees any kind of flaw or whatever, he's going to make it better or we're not going to sell it. You know, that's as simple as that. Hmm. So a lot, a lot of rounds, a lot of freaking rounds go through a lot of guns at, at the Missouri facility. I, I don't even want to know what their ammo bill looks like. It's, it's probably the same. <laughs> I think, and Kurt reloads a lot of that stuff, so that probably helps out. <laughs> so, I, by the way, now that Kurt's on here, I don't know if he was on here earlier, but we do need to bring back those when in doubt, whip your cack out. Yes. Or whip stickers or something. Buddies. You know what I mean? So I mean, on, on that topic, it's yeah. is it pronounced K-A-K? You know, we fought this battle for a long time. I'm sure they've been fighting it since before I got hired here. But in the four years that I've been here, I've heard it CAC. I've heard K-A-K. Uh, a lot of people, you know, think that the industry part is industries just because that's the norm for, I think, companies to be blah, 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 industries. Um Man, you call it. Do you guys have factions inside the company that are like, no, bitch, it's CAC. And the other faction is like, no, motherfuckers, it's KAK. No, (laughs) no, I think, you know, it's interesting you say that because I I don't think there's anyone like that. But there are people that work at the company that are like, they always say KAK. And it's not because they don't think it's CAC. That's just that's just how they that's just the verbiage they use. Right. And so then you have people who are KAK or you have people that are CAC people. It's all the same, man. As long as I know what you're talking about, we're cool, you know? Well, you got to be careful too, right? Because CAC could also be Knight's Armament. KC. Could. Could yeah, be. Yeah, right? Who? Yeah. <laughs> They've never Who? even done a printed gun, okay? Yeah, Fuck right? them. Yeah. Yeah. No, just, yeah, I mean, you know. They're just, you know, they're vertical like, grip I have in my closet. Someone will pay me like $50 for it. If, I had, if I had a dollar for every time, like, on, on the internet, someone posted something about one of our parts or a build or whatever they used. And there, and then the comment, the, the comment to that person back on their build or part or whatever was like, "Knight's Armament?" Question mark. Like, <laughs> people just they don't know how to read. It's like if it says K A K, Knight's Armament, Armament company, company with a K. Company. It's company. the Russian <laughs> sect. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Russian Knight's Armament. I don't know, man. People just that. We we we've gotten it from all ways, man, and, and it just is what it is, dude. You know. Yeah. The, na- the name, ultimately, man, the name is not the most important part. The important part is the part that we make. Is it good? Does it work? Does it function well? Is it going to last? Is it quality? That's the most important part. The, na- the name, obviously, Kurt, obviously, is it's important to him because it's his freaking initials. But um, <laughs> for the rest of us, it's more like we're trying to just further the company itself, you know. Cat, KK, call it whatever you want, man, you know. Whip, but whip it out. We have confirmation. He says, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So I think we won. I think we did win. I hope so. 
So whoever's in charge of the website, get the pre-orders page set up. Yeah. You can get, you can get paid before Nobody. you even make them. Right. <laughs> we love, we do love that. We like being paid up front. That's, that's what's up. Yeah. Right. Who doesn't? For sure. Yeah. What else you guys well, got? That's a good question. So we're doing Midwest meetup next week, right? Yep. Are you coming out? I'm going to try, man. It's, what day? So let me ask you guys some questions. What days are y'all flying out there? So, uh, so I, it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, yeah. So you guys fly out Thursday. You fly out. I'm Wednesday? driving up Friday during the day. Okay. I'm Same. taking the Mazda. Otherwise, I'd say just drive it to my house. We'll we'll go. <laughs> you don't have any room, huh? No, I have to take uh, this. How, that how far idiot does that drive from your house? From it's seven hours from my house. Okay. So it's probably another. Uh, hour and a half from you because mm-hmm. you don't have to come this way you just go that way what's the closest airport uh columbus and cleveland it's about equal distance it's about an hour and 15 from either one okay and someone will come pick you up if you fly into either one yeah okay yeah i'll figure it out even if i fly out friday or something i'll, I'll figure it out true it's gonna be yeah, a so good friday, time friday night we're hanging out i think setting up some stuff friday is that right and then saturday's the big range day all day saturday and then saturday night we're back at the house we got catered, all meals catered, uh, rented a fucking range out for the entire day on Saturday. We're going to be on a 120-acre ranch, night That's vision, sponsors. thermal trials. We got hide-and-seek, oh. launcher games, all kinds <laughs> of cool yeah, shit. Yeah, there's like launcher cornhole, which will be yeah. pretty... What, was it golf or cornhole? Kurt would be good uh, at the launcher cornhole. <laughs> Any, anyone who can hit a freaking gong at 300 yards with a launcher yeah, dude. really good at the cornhole game come on out for sure dude if we got Kurt to come out fuck that'd be a lot of fun <laughs> stuff there that would be Jake, Jacob Blue said he wanted a carpool I might dude I might be down freaking shoot me a message shoot me an email chris at kkindustry.com he knows. If, I if I don't fly I'll drive you, you know who that is Chris yeah I do <laughs> So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I might fly. We'll see. We'll see. That's a long, yeah. that's a long drive, man. When you fly, you know? that's <laughs> right. a long drive. It just it sucks though. Cause like a lot of those flights, it seems like nowadays you're like, Oh, it's a seven hour drive. Or if I drive to the airport, fly and then drive to the place. That's only eight hours. hours. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a two hour flight, but it's five and a half hours prep time. And you save 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And get finger banged by TSA. So, yeah, yeah. Well, so, one plus, I guess. But, I was yeah. flying. There's one airport that's in a state named California that I fly <laughs> out of a lot. Okay, is it Alaska? Uh, it is Alaska. Alaska. It's yeah. This is the Anchorage Airport in Alaska. No, this is LAX. <laughs> and so I. For a long time, when I was flying out of there regularly, I just thought that every time I went through security, they had to touch my dick and balls. And I was like, oh, TSA just does this. This is part of TSA. And then I started flying regularly out of other airports. It's because like, you look oh, like a terrorist in California. This, this is not – the fact that they did that's weird. And so I was just – The genital groping isn't mandatory? The second I was there, the guy was grabbing my cock and balls again. I'm like, dude – Unreal. The amount of just finger banging that I've been subjected to in Los Angeles. LAX is the fucking worst. It's the worst airport. (laughs) The The next time they try to do that, Cape, lean into his palm. 
Just Dude. lean into his palm hard. Just so he, okay. He was like literally feeling behind my balls. And I went like <laughs> this. I jumped up. Dude. He tickled. And he's like, calm down. And hey, I was man, like, you fuck can be, you, calm down. You could be Dude, hiding some stuff back there. You know anus, calm down. We're in public, Jude. Say that. <laughs> Hey man, just buy me dinner skin, first, man. Doc. Just let it happen. Okay, <laughs> let it happen. It's not. It's not gay if it's TSA, right? That's, That's right. There's just so don't go to a private screening. Make them do everything right there in front of. Oh, everyone. I do every time because when I know that they're gonna be feeling up my dick and balls, which every time, <laughs> you gotta make them do it in public. There has yeah. to be some shame for sure for them. Right, like, make, just make put your hands looks. back like this. They love it when you put your hands behind your head like this. Make, moaning, make some very side remark, com- like side mark comments where you're like, "This is the most action I've gotten in weeks." Oh. Could you do it harder, please? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That's yeah. Spit on your hands first. Can you peg? Can you peg me next? I mean, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, but can you get that spot again? I have a slight itch. Is this because I have dildos in my bag? What is this? <laughs> Did you find the drugs? After dinner, babe. How do you know? <laughs> that would be an interesting kink. Have your wife work at fucking TSA. You go through the line. She's like, come here. No, no. <laughs> Let me get you. I don't want to. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. What do you guys got? Did we do it all? We covered everything? All right. So, let's talk about one more thing. All right. And you guys catch the terrible debates that happened this week? Nope, no, because I was busy I watching Tucker. I did. Yeah, I watched both. I watched the debates too. And I really enjoyed how not a single one of the motherfuckers answered the gun question. They all fucking skated it completely. Every one of them. Every one of them. Every, oh, not, not the best part was it didn't matter if it. they answered or not. They were all just competing for a participation trophy. They're, they're that's for all the VP that was. spot, man. They're competing for the VP I think, spot. I think that Indian guy would make a fucking killer VP. I'll Agreed. I'll Agreed. But he's, wild. Dude, he's a wild card. He's, he's a, a wild, wild card, card but he's self-made. He He's trying to keep the American dream alive or whatever. Most importantly to me are two things. He's young, and he's not a career politician. That, yeah. that right there, dude, those two things alone, if you're, if you're a career politician and you're freaking like 60, get out. Get the fuck out My of here, My only concern with him is – his ties with big pharma and his big pharma money. That's my for only sure. concern. With absolutely. Him. That is absolutely. And that's a huge, that's a huge red flag for me. But other than that, yeah, I think the guy's hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I just, you know, I just disagree with the need for government. We all agree with that, but yeah. I mean, it's, I, I know I we're coming up word. on the big what? selection. What? Sailing like sailing like rowboats or you know rowing across a, a river on Christmas morning in like the f- wintry cold to like kill people to like make this country right and now it's like we're right back where we started man we're yeah. right back being taxed to death. Did you guys? Did you guys, you guys see math? Feinstein? Like Feinstein today? has no idea where she's at anymore. She just, dude, she signs the power fossil. of attorney. Dude, she's, she's a not fossil. even. It's if so you, sad if that it's you have funny, given right? a power of attorney, your fucking ass needs to not be in government. That is insane. Dude, how we she has control our, over us, but our not country over is being run by geriatrics. <laughs> Dude, the American political system is just weekend at Bernie's. Do you know <laughs> who said this, Cape? Who said that the um, staffers society are always... always ends up with the government that they deserve? 
Oh man, there we That's not it's true. Up, dude. Is that true? Somebody oh. said it. This is why this, I You just said it. <laughs> dude, we live in man, a place where 51% of the people control the other 49%. Hey, 87% of facts are made up on the spot. Is that true? <laughs> I just I can't I just I mean I know we can talk about this stuff forever, man. We need we need term limits and age limits stat. Dude, for yeah. real. And voter ID. Bring in voter ID. Come on. Hey, I'm, I'm, Warren, I'm Warren Buffett got it right, man. He said, yeah. uh, what do you say about if make uh <clears throat> pass a law where if the GDP is greater than three percent, then none of the congressional members can be reelected? Like bet, sign me up. Or, well, I, I mean, they've already right so Rand Paul and someone else both tried bringing in term limits and a couple other things to limit themselves, and everyone unanimously was shot down, both left and right. So yeah, because if that they, doesn't show you that it's not a left or right issue, they, no, it's, it government. absolutely is not a left or right issue. That that one hundred percent, they're not going to vote for something that is going to affect their financial well being. What do you mean my husband can't have all those stocks in the companies that I? Make laws for right, dude. They do they do stuff like that on a regular basis that any of us would be in jail for. Yeah, insider trading, right? Hell yeah, I love it. Love to see it. It's fine if you if you work in DC. Oh my god, my political platform is this. Are you guys ready? First of all, we execute all of the lobbyists. They're all you know, (laughs) literally on crosses. (laughs) You're Uh, on crosses, Cape. I'm with you. That solves the problem, right? right? Capital punishment solves it everything. Does. And we, now all I think tell is you, Kate's working for big lumber. Is not, uh, not the wrong way to do it. So <laughs> we also need we, to bring back line. public shaming. Hey, I personally am a huge fan of crucifixion. I'm, I love it. It's, it's pretty much my favorite thing. A, I think that's ever happened shame. in the world. If you come claiming to be the Messiah, you know what's going to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a harsh thing. <laughs> So Not after we crucify going, all okay. of the lobbyists and line them up leading to the Washington Monument, then you got big lumber, dude. We're we're That's what I'm saying, Kate. You sound like you're a shill for big lumber, dude. <laughs> so next up, we've got to just make sure term limits. Okay. Term. We pay them a lot more. Like ten times more than they get paid right now. Sure. But there are term limits, and anyone in their families is permanently banned from participating in investment. No, fuck also, that. I think like two fifths of, of ca- the, you know two fifths of our government should be like lottery, like jury duty. It should not be something you want to Ooh. fucking do. You have. That sounds to go rough. Imagine getting also your fucking finances. That's a good take. Your finances should be completely transparent. Like, if you fucking buy Depends at Walmart Depends? or on Amazon, we ought to get to fucking see that shit. Like, every goddamn dollar you spend. You're in cotton. I'm sorry. I need to know about this. Dude, you're out. You can't even hold a shit. You're out, bud. You're going to get that fucking salty crackhead from Detroit and be like, I got the lottery to be treasurer. <laughs> It has to be better than what we have already. Yeah, can't be worse. That's right. The other thing we should definitely consider (laughs) doing is 
I think it should be mandatory that like the second you turn 18, you spend two years in service of the government in some capacity, either as a civil servant or in the military. Mm -hmm. And it should be both men and women. It doesn't matter who your parents are. There's no such thing as getting out of it because you love peace or are a Quaker. You just (laughs) don't have to be in the military section of it, but you've got to do service. Otherwise, you don't get the vote. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) See, I do want to see Pelosi's Depends, but it's not Nancy. It's Paul Pelosi's Depends. (laughs) Paul the Hammer Pelosi. Pelosi Dude, Paul Pelosi has some kinky circles he runs in. No doubt. doubt. Leather daddy. Hammers and underwear. Have you considered yeah. that his initials are PP? Oh, yeah. I'm bricked up. Spicy. <laughs> What's his middle initial? Coincidence? You tell me. I don't know. You know? <laughs> so well, before boys, we get yes, in too much trouble, I have two things to, to end on. So number yep. one, next week is Midwest Meetup. You guys should come if you aren't already. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've Your mentioned some fun things we're going to do, but uh, I'll see you guys in a week. Uh, number two, in October, there's another event called Bear Arms and Bitcoin. You guys should also consider going to that. We are going to be speakers at that event. It'll be pretty fun. Uh, if you're into either bearing arms or Bitcoin, this is the event <laughs> or both. for you. Yeah. Or both. And or neither. Or neither. Yeah, yeah, yeah you should just, just come to you should come the because voice. you should probably be into one or the other. Both yeah. of them equal anarchy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, the last thing I think Justin has on lock, where are we doing the after party, dude? Uh, so we're doing after party in Discord. There's a link somewhere. I'll probably post it in a second or it'll be posted here momentarily. And Penrose will probably show it to you guys. Um, also, uh, we got EGP code still, right? From last week or two weeks ago or whenever that was. Uh, we maybe. Do. I, I don't know. Our code was battery. Battery. Yep. yep. Shout out to those guys still for sponsoring that uh that cat event. We're gonna probably start doing those again after our our party weekend. So we got a lot of like in person events coming up. So we're gonna be really busy. So if we miss a weekend or two, that's probably why, guys. So hang out with us. We're trying to get a lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff going in the out-of-battery world right now. So, uh, yeah. People pay a lot of money to get all five or six of us naked in the same room at once. <laughs> Everyone always wants to talk about my dick swing. And worth every penny. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, guys. So, yeah, I posted the link. The link's in the chat. If you guys want to come hang out with us in Discord, we'll probably be there for a little bit afterwards. Uh, come join us. Uh, if you want more information about next weekend, uh, outofbattery.live. Uh, you can hit us up uh, out of battery at gmail.com, out of battery live at gmail.com. One of those. Uh, email, uh, like Chris said earlier, you contact him at. You can hit me, Chris, Chris at kkindustry.com, uh, at Punk Rock Gun Club, at kkindustry on social. If you guys haven't added that, do it. That'd be cool. You know, tell awesome. your friends. Hell yeah. All right, boys. Did you guys tell him that we're going to put a pedophile in a wood chopper? 
Did you guys what, tell him we're going to put a pedophile in a wood chipper at the end of Midwest Meetup yes. next weekend? All right, well, all right. Don't yeah. miss your tickets. I'll be there. You <laughs> might even know them. I'll be there. I'll bring a fucking wood chipper. Before we, we get into year. too much trouble, <laughs> thank you a ton, Chris, for coming on. We appreciate you guys having me, man. It's been, a, been an absolute pleasure. Hell yeah. Peace. Yep. See you Can't next stop time. Signal. Later. Hell yeah, dude. This is the part where we're not supposed to talk, right? We printed the sex offender list for the area that weekend. He left before he told him not to leave.